0: What up, world, and welcome to another episode of Black nerd Fridays. I'm your host, D Neil. And you know, I got my co-host with me, Mr. Refine. Shout out to Mr. Refine's wife for making the shirts. Hit us up. If you want a shirt? We want to get some interest in. You know, that's what the front look like, but we might just make the front of our individual logos. You know, I, mean? I got it backwards, like suds. Shout out, suds.
1: Could yes, be Yeah, she, was, she was talking about doing that too, actually.
0: Yeah, so I think this is going this is gonna be the way. This is gonna be the wave, be the wave in, the, in the front, and then had a um Black Nerd Fridays, the whole group picture in the back. Yeah, uh, but today, you know, and I and I couldn't find a damn book, but I got. That's why I got co-hosts. That's why the squad with me. I'm about to hold hold to keep holding it up. I'm about to. I'm about to go to you right now, Mister Fine. The Protector Saga. You know what I mean? Part one. Branson Grant, man. Branson Grant is supposed to join us today, Uh, but like us and everybody else who's working a nine to five, the man has to get to work. <laughs> so I understand. <laughs> I, I sent him the link. He told me he'd be on. So we'll. We'll get, it, we'll get to that with him uh, when it goes down. Um, I don't have my – again, I'm using my phone as my camera. Shout out to using your phone as a camera. Love all these apps. But, uh, <laughs> Mr. Refine, you might have to get to our Black Nerd Friday's uh, IG pages to see if he hit us up uh, in the DM. And, yeah, and, see.
1: And,
0: yeah, and see if he hit up in the DM so we can see if we can get, get that going. So, yes, today we're talking about the Protector Saga. Now, Branson Grant, just like when we had TJ Sterling on, shout out TJ Sterling and the Joystick. Angels, which is, again, that's getting ready to ship out. So shout out to them. Uh, shout out to the lost uh, children of Andromeda. Got that book, showed y'all last week, which I should have brought on. But again, we're focusing on the protector saga. But Branson Grant is a black uh, creator. OK, a man who is working on a novel, doing his novel is part one and on top of that, doing the comic that he's working on as well. So that is definitely going to be something that we want <clears throat> to we want to look at and, and support and go by. For everybody joining us right now on the live, and then people who are going to watch us on the replay, make sure you hit that like button. You know how this algorithm go on all these other, on all these platforms. So make sure you do that. Leave some comments, criticism. We love it. Let's talk about it. Let's have conversations. Love the dialect uh, And just re- dialogue, excuse me. I really just want to get involved with the community more. So let us know. Uh, and last but not least, you know what we like to do here uh, at like nerf Fridays, even though we like mangas, anime, comics, movies, sci-fi, and more, we also love what craft beer. Of course, that's what it is. So while Mister Refine is doing the check, on- yeah, uh, I'm Mr. checking
1: right now. Go ahead, do your thing.
0: I'm going. I'm going to go ahead and just show you what I'm drinking. I only got two today. You know, I was. I, was, I, I didn't get enough time <laughs> to really get into this and go buy some more. But last last week and the week before, I think I got. I went real heavy on the on the. Uh, the beers, but we definitely going to do something nice. Uh, we got to go back to this Almanac bourbon, bourbon Barrel Peach Sour. You know, that's something I know is real shiny on the camera, so excuse me. But this thing is still fire. Bourbon Barrel, the peach notes are there. The bourbon notes are there. It's only 6.8% 6. 6. AB, ABV, alcohol by volume, but it's definitely something that you want. And then, of course, we had to shout out Suds. You know, You know how Suds get down with her scarlet thing is fire okay 12.1 lemon cielo ale a strong ale at that and i'm just loving this beer you know not just because it's Suz, but Suz her and oak park brewing company in sacramento california they really made it happen so you know and again independent bre- independent brewery you see that independent label right there that means that they are craft beer and that they really doing it on their own so shout out to Suz, shout out to oak park brewing company mr refine uh i'm gonna Yo, get to I'm- you
1: what yeah, you drink yeah. he responded. He said this was about 15 minutes ago, so he should be coming on eventually. Um, gotcha. So everything looks like it'll be straight, but uh, for as far as my brew, because I know that's what you want to get to, I'm gonna <laughs> put it up here. I got the uh, super lemon haze now. This is inspiring me based upon the book that we read.
0: The yeah, Techno- I like I'm that color, it. man. It's a
1: double IPA, it's um, okay. terpene double IPA. And if you know anything about that, it kind of reminds you of it's cousin cannabis. So you already mm. know that Jamaican influence. I had to put something in there that, that lets you get that, that thought process going. So that's, that's right. I'm
0: Jamaica, gonna... Jamaica. Come respect. On, man. Was...
1: Respect. <laughs> respect.
0: Definitely, man. I got to get it. Get... <laughs> Good times and shout out to brick, brick, always tuning in brick. What's up with you, brick? Right. Yeah, you know, I see you, man. It's going down. Uh, still got to get some stuff to you, but man, uh, let's just give a let's give a uh, just a quick synopsis uh, uh, and i'll start with you just on uh just what you i mean the, the 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 focus of the story and i know we're gonna have uh Branson on but i just want to get from you uh your perspective you know just hey this is what the story is about from your perspective and then there's just key characters if you uh took notes on those key characters most of the key characters i i, I think of like three of them you you got your you got the beginning, uh, of the uh, League of Liberty or something like that, which a name yeah. I should wrote down. I didn't, but I'll let you I go didn't go ahead. really
1: write them down too much because they were spoiler alert, they were kind of taken out fast, <laughs> so I didn't put too much info on them. Got but it. I did remember everybody else, so I kind of remember some of the names. You had Major Hammer, you had uh, Lady Liberty, um, Impact Momentum, and I believe it might have been one or two others. But as far as like overall the storyline, this joint oh, like
0: cool. That's looking that's looking nice right there. Shout that's out Lupita good. for joining us again. Lupita, your that's girl ain't on today, but we're gonna hold her down with her beer. You gotta go get it, Craft Kings. If you even if you just and not drinking beer, from what I remember try it? Oh, it did sell out. Dang, twelve point one percent ABV. That's what's fire about it. Come on. But anyway, mm-hmm. go go ahead. Like cut you off bring. I'll bring the camera. You.
1: That, um. You know, it, it has all those those some of those key players right there, but the synopsis is pretty much you have Brandon, who is the the uh protagonist in the storyline, and he's kinda going through some um family issues and I don't really want to tell too much of it, but he ends up yeah. having to relocate and move to uh from what I understand, it sounds like Florida is where he's at. And um he's living with the foster family based upon him losing his parents, that's not really a secret. And um you is have better in the world, so Looney. I think you know we ain't gonna get too much into these heroes, but he is. His story is about what's going on and why Jamaica is looked at negatively, and what's going mm-hmm. on with him specifically, and what's his influence or tie to his native homeland of Jamaica. So we're gonna get into all that later on and what's going on with the story. But I enjoyed it. I really like reading it. There's some things I want to get into later on, but like I said, I ain't going to talk too much because I know I want to get the homie up here and, and ask him some questions and dive yeah, in. Man, you, gotta
0: get the, you know how the link go. get people getting on. But anyway, I'm going to pour this up. Shout out, Brick, for that hashtag high ABV life. You know, got to pour it in the glass one time for the one time. You know I mean, I see you, Brick.
1: Brick always come through. Shout out to Brick. Yes. Got to hold
0: up this glass. Slash hashtag high ABV AB life. life. That big and beer hut—you got to go get Yo, it.
1: by the way, I love y'all you logo. It looks like a uh bee beehive, a honeycomb no. piece, or something like that. That's a I fact, love that. Right? I love it,
0: like a flower mixture type of situation. Yeah. Um but no, with this, with this again, it's a part one superhero setup, but it also ties in a lot to uh, the aspect of the uh, the Africana <laughs> aspect of the diaspora yeah. for Black folks, which I, yeah, which so- was only hinted on a little bit throughout the. Throughout the uh, book, especially part one, you have character. I mean, like Charles, excuse me, who is is a main character in his own right, but not really. But he he's talked about, and then he's brought back. Uh, you have characters like Omar, who are friend, uh, are as a companion of, of of James, a friend, um, and he actually traverses a lot of stuff to to hold true to what he promised his friend Charles. You have a lot of you have a you have like the main villain named uh, Zasby. Who yeah. And if I, I hope I pronounced that correctly, but Zaz B, which is, again, not only mentioned a little bit in the book, but is like pretty much the main antagonist is like any other superhero um, story, novel. There's always somebody else behind the bad guys that you see or the villains that you see. Um, and I just enjoy it's really it's really straightforward. You can pretty much follow along to a lot of things. But I also think that the character Brandon, who's really and then probably the first, let's see what the first 20, 30 pages of the novel is not really even uh, even the, the main focus. Um, but you do get to understand the um, outcomes of the, um, the the confrontations in the in the first 30 uh, pages with Brandon, with Omar. Uh, and you just really get a lot of emotional stuff. And I think that's one thing. Yeah, <laughs> you get to understand why the characters like that actually, too. Uh, You just get a lot of um, emotion aspect from uh, to what Mr. Refine said about Brandon's character and dealing with uh, being a uh, pretty much being a, uh, a, a, I want to say necessarily adopted but a foster child in a sense. Um, And really dealing with that, the teenage antics, if we want to say that. So they're coming out of high school, going into college. And then you get a whole nother vibe, more futuristic aspect too. Uh, You get to learn about the the two different companies that, Pretty much run the world in this, in this, in this, in this story yes. uh, and what, and, and what they're about. Uh, one of, one of the groups actually helps to synthesize for powers, um, for, for, for people, soldiers. The other one's more the, the factory manufacturing side. So almost a mixture of like, say, a, um, like a Wayne Enterprises or Stark Enterprises. And then you yep. have, I'm trying to think of i'm trying to think of what would be more like the our our like the government when they're doing a the super soldier serum um for captain america so like the weapons one two three four five six seven eight nine ten um so you get a mixture of that so you can tell that there's a lot of uh influences in this novel which i which i enjoy um but i really want to <laughs> i'm i'm going on and and not necessarily in tangent but i really want to hope i don't want to keep getting too much into it because then i'll start Mouthing off all the stuff that I'm thinking about and not being able to ask those questions for uh, 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 Mr. Br- uh, uh, Grant himself. But since we're waiting on him, what I will do, and I'll set this up real quick, so I don't don't uh, mess this up. We're going to discuss. Let's say discussing the good, as we always do, bad, and the ugly
1: of the.
0: I All right, let's get it going. So, protect the cycle part one. So, let's talk about Mr. Refine. We're going to go and we don't, it's just me and you, man, but we can always jump screens. But we're going to talk about discussing. The yeah, he right? actually
1: hit me up. I, so, I'm waiting for him to respond. I think um he's trying to, he might have thought it was on IG. So, I had to, look, oh, okay. You know, we live on here. So, when he responds, I'll let him know to come on through the um, stream yard. I'll send him the link.
0: But you know how we do, man. I'll just jump into it. Let's, I, and I, I thought i sent send him the link too, but it's all good. So, what's your good about this? The protector um, saga part one.
1: <laughs> I actually enjoyed the fact that you had. First off, it's a, a black superhero. Um, whether he's from the Caribbean, whether it's from Africa, it's a black. It's a black man. You have some. You have his native influence in there of, of Jamaica. You have a lot of those concepts and aspects going on, like not too much, but just enough to where you understand who this person is and what his roots is and what caused him to be proud and be respectful. I love the storyline and kind of the development of Brandon. Um, I was waiting and hoping for like a little bit more Baxter of some of these other key characters, yes. but I'm pretty sure we'll find out what's what's going on with them and uh, story two, et cetera. But I just enjoyed it overall. It, it was like pretty much right straight to the point, no frills. He just got right to it. Um yep very, very, you know, action pretty much right out the gate. Like I'm going to say the first two or three pages, it was just getting right to it. So I enjoyed it. I thought it was a very quick, you know, easy read. It wasn't like something you had to really think about, just something you can digest quickly. And um, I highly recommend somebody else to check it out.
0: Man, I got to say the same thing. The action, it, it, it just remind me of like how you always want a, a movie or or <laughs> comic book or novel, anything that you want to start off. You want to start off with like what, what is the significance of the threat? Uh, and the way that this novel started off is you get that in the first 10 pages, first 20, 30 pages, you really get to, to meet characters that are overpowering the heroes of today. And then Brandon himself uh, is going to be the hero of tomorrow, but it was like, it's more to it like than, than what, um, even the heroes, like momentum, the, um, uh what league of liberty what how do you what's the what's their name again
1: uh, uh lady liberty
0: yeah lady liberty uh momentum uh ha- uh something hammer man i wrote these down mega hammer or something like that major, hammer. Major, major hammer major there hammer there we go and then you got uh the other two guys who one of them survives which i didn't even write i got him written down too but i can go to the notes on that but i think that was really great a lot of action uh just uh, just setting the tone for what it is that you gotta expect that 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 villain in the background that you really got to prepare for. Now, what was your bad, Mr. Refine?
1: Um, my bad was I actually didn't like um the divines and I don't want to get too deep into them. I didn't care about the divines at all. I thought that they, he, he kind of designed them to be a little bit indestructible if you would. Yeah. Like they were pretty much washing the people at the beginning, all the <laughs> people that were fighting him. Like every time somebody came in, you know, they, they whooping two or three of them ass and then somebody comes in to save them. Then he might one of the divines might beat them. And then here comes another one in to help out the current one that's fighting. It was more. First off, it was a male. Then you had a female come in that, you know, were both divines fighting them. And I didn't like the fact that they were invincible. It reminded me of kind of Superman fighting Doomsday or something. Mm. So they was just washing them early on, right in the beginning of the story. And that's why I said they kind of just wiped them out. And it doesn't really leave you with questions it just kind of got right to it. on like, all right, these guys are gone and now the heroes are in hiding after they got the ass whooped. So I didn't like the advice <laughs> because of that reason. That was my bad.
0: <laughs> I, love, I love how that man said and like how the heroes get the ass whooped in the beginning, like the indestructible. Um, Definitely my bad is going to be, um, I got to put Omar in there, man. And, and, okay. and the only reason why I say bad in that sense is because he, in the story, some things happened to where he really is almost like the watcher in a sense. He's, he promised Charles some things that he would and would not do, uh, saw some things happen and he was like, ah, no, still let it go, still let it go. Then finally, uh, then finally got involved and didn't have really a strategy on how, for um, for the amount of time that he has been watching, he didn't have a strategy on how to do it in a way that actually... Could not necessarily put him at risk, but also put the people um or his people uh, that he was getting involved with and in at risk as well. So that is actually my bad. And
1: I had to think about that while I was driving <laughs> home. I was just like,
0: yeah, man, I got to put Omar at the bad, man. I just got really?
1: Yeah,
0: I know. Right. Sounds
1: surprising because I actually liked him like he had a little bit of a backstory. You kind of understood his his purpose and everything and why he was there and why he ended up, you know, getting in touch with. Uh the main guy. I'm, I don't want to talk too much about that, but I like Omar, but you know, everybody got their preferences.
0: <laughs> now, I, what was your ugly, Mr. Refine? What was the ugly?
1: I actually didn't have an ugly. I didn't want to be nice. too, I didn't want to be too hypocritical. I didn't really have an ugly. I feel like I was waiting for more, so I can't get too ugly because I just need to read whatever the next uh saga is in there. So I didn't have an ugly, honestly.
0: Mm, I like that. Um uh, Ugly. Did I have a ugly? Yeah, I got ugly. Man, the way it ended, man, I wanted more. No. Uh, <laughs> I wanted more. But I knew yeah. I knew it was part one. But uh no, I guess the only the only ugly part of it. Um yeah, it was it really was it really was no ugly, man. Like I, I know we put good, bad, and ugly, but I just I didn't have an ugly. Oh, I do I kind of it's it's almost like a bad slash ugly, so I'll just say it anyway. I gotta say, Charles, you, yeah. It fucked up, man. <laughs> like you I I under I, I understand. I got it, man. You know, rider dies and stuff out here, and I, I yeah, I, I, I truly get it, but yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, I was
1: just yeah. <laughs> you didn't like Charles either?
0: Char no, Charles got Charles gets the Charles gets the uh you played yourself award and he did it for everybody, man. So yeah, sorry, well, Charles.
1: <laughs> Charles, Charles to me was more kind of like being a Bruce Wayne or uh um Superman where he didn't want to kill anybody. That's why he mm. did what he did. So That's I can't it. give him too much flack. I will say if I wanted to get deep into it, um oh, yeah. I, I could, you know what I mean, like talk about maybe what was going on with the country and why they got so much flack. That aspect right there wasn't like that good, it, you know, as far as how they treated the people from the Caribbean, whether it be Jamaica, the Virgin Islands. Um, I didn't like that aspect, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't want to be too hypocritical, not hypocritical, but too critical on what was going on in the story. So, like I said, I didn't have too much of an ugly on there. It just was, it was cool with me. Everything was good. And I'm waiting to see what's going on in the next one, which I'm sure is already talking out.
0: about. And without further ado, it's about time to bring on the creator himself. You know what I mean? The one and only Mr. Grant, Branson Grant. What's going on? What up with you though?
1: <laughs> what up? Can you, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, it's great. Oh okay, yeah, there you go.
0: All yeah, right. my bad about that, man. I should have been like, yeah, it's a live stream, not the. <laughs> I th- that's I was like, I was, I was gonna send the link. um First and foremost, man, it's, it's a pleasure to to at least see you, not necessarily in the flesh, but see you in the face to face. um Definitely, and we were just talking about we we're just talking about the good, bad, and the ugly. Uh, as we were waiting on to get on you, but I, we we got a lot of questions, man. I know you gotta go to work soon, so um, I'm gonna hop into it. But before I hop into the questions, can you just give? We gave our little bit of synopsis of the novel without ruining ruining it from people and, and making them say, "I already know, so I don't need to buy it." So if you can give <laughs> you if you can give your uh, just take on your own work, right? Crazy, but if you could do that, we appreciate it, and then we'll jump straight into questions.
2: Uh-oh. Um. Yeah, it's a it's a story about a kid, you know, kind of growing up in the states away right from you know his homeland and everything like that. But at the same time, it's kind of a a story for all ages. You know, it's you'll follow his growth along this path, you know, and develop into the world that I created. Um, for the protector, saga. the first part is you know basically just an introductory to kind of get your you know feet wet in this world that you know of the protector saga. So it's to me, it's a book for everyone. Um, you'll follow the path of Brandon and see, you know, so many other characters be developed as well. You know, not just him, because I feel the world is made up of multi you know, people. So you'll follow their journey as well. Um, so it's it's just been a great process of doing this. So if um, you're into superheroes and you're into that type of thing, it's something you might want to check out.
0: Yeah, de- definitely, definitely enjoyed that. Definitely enjoyed how you uh, depicted all the characters. I think that was really great, especially because you didn't have uh, at least. Reading the book, uh, if people didn't follow, don't follow you on social media, they wouldn't see all the, the comic <laughs> creating that's going on on the backdrop, so they wouldn't be able to be like, oh, that's yeah. what Lady Liberty looks like, or, or something of that nature, or Impulse or Nicholas. So I just love that or, um, or Momentum. So really love how you detailed that. Um, but let's let's like I said, man, we're gonna jump into it. Oh, oh go ahead. yeah. You want to say something? Uh, I thought I got him. Okay. So let's talk about it what were you conveying to the readers by making Jamaica and, J- and the Jamaican people hated in the novel
2: um kinda just more so um the lack of information that most people have about um not just not, not even just Jamaica just like other uh, cultures in general mm. um I feel it's very um you, uh you know pick bad guys um when you only hear one side of things you know like and that's in the real world as well like if certain groups you know do something we're immediately drawn to seeing in a negative light even though the majority of the race had nothing to do with it so in the book you see there's an event that takes place with a group of islanders that um kind of you know broadens the spectrum to all islanders so it's like it's anybody who's even though the even though I don't know if didn't have anything to do with it, it still broadens them because of the fact that they're from the region and everything. Like that. So it's, it's more of on the aspect, like we're easily influenced on how narratives are. Speaking. So um that that's where that came from for that.
1: I like that. I like yeah. that. I was, <laughs> was going to actually ask you next kind of um, what is it? First off, I'm going to assume your, your um, heritage and ethnicity and culturally is, Jamaican so if that is correct what inspired you pretty much to make up the story despite having like you said being uh grouped into having a negative stereotype etc so am i correct on your your um cultural and heritage etc am i correct on that
2: yes yeah both my parents are um, from Jamaica so um you know growing up and it, and it also it also came um even like writing the book itself it, it came from a fact Growing up, I grew up primarily over here. I've been back and forth to Jamaica a few times, um, and it's always an amazing trip to go back over there. And it's um, it's something I can't even describe. Um, going back over there, just being around you know your own people and um, just people who understand you. There's there's a level of uh, understanding you can just never get from being anywhere else. Um, it's it's just hard. It's something hard to explain to somebody who you know, doesn't you know, know that. But um, it's like you being around your close friends, you know, growing up from, like, elementary school and stuff like that. You two have you all have inside jokes nobody will understand, and, you know, they get you. They know they know your personalities. They know your quirks. And it's like meeting somebody who's from Jamaica. Like, there's a guy in my work who I found out was Jamaican, and it was like me and him, it instantly clicked. And it's like we knew stuff about each other that we, we had never, you know, we had not spent any long time. We were talking about something from our childhood that, you know, our parents did. And it's like, yeah, my mom did that, too. So it's just like it's stuff like that that that's innate um uh growing growing up and um not have thinking about like not seeing any uh character that I could really delve into is what like, kind of the starting point of um me writing the book was just like I felt like there was so much culture so much you know stuff going on in my own country that like never really been explored in any aspect you know like and it it gets even more uh deeped out in the book too um but uh it's just so much there. And I was just like, why has none of this been touched? You know, why is, you know, all these other, you know, smaller, you know, other things have been touching, you know, media and stuff like that. And this has not been, you know, explored at all. So like, that's where like that initially came from for me. Mm. That's
1: what's up. I like that. I love it. Definitely. love that.
0: Good insight right there. We, we, we getting, we hitting on the questions. I love it. All right. Next question that I have for you, man. How does this story tie into your life story? And I think you already talked about it, but if you wanted to say more, great. If not, we're going to move on to the next question because Mr. (laughs) Refine already jumped into it. So it's all good.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, I mean, for the most part, it's it's a combination of like actual events that have taken place in my life, like between like people and stuff like that and um, different feelings and emotions and stuff like that have gone on I mean because like, I, I love implementing a lot of people that are like I know and people that are you know real. Cause like I call them up all the time I'm like hey look I'm at this part. you know what would you do in this circumstance you know or remember this you did this like you how do you remember the story so I can interject those things in there and the the probably the best thing I've gotten back is when people tell me they're just like oh I love you know the character of Adrian. You know, like he was so real. Like I felt like I had a friend just like that. I'm like, yeah, well, that's because I I had a friend. Was my real friend. <laughs> but like, so it, it it's great to hear that because they they understand the characters are real, and um I feel that's a a suffering of uh, writing. Um, when you don't um fully flesh your characters out and make them feel real, or, or you do things to them further along in the story that don't feel like things they would have, you know that would make sense for the character to actually do given his convictions or stuff like that, because that's when fans feel betrayed. So it was like, he would have never done that. There's no <laughs> way he would. But like, you have to make sure you're, you're st- by a character being real to me. It gives that voice that, um, it's a little bit extra that, you know, people have really gravitated towards, but like events in my life have played a big part in, um, in this writing and, um, stuff like that, but it's just, in you know, much more fantastical, uh, value.
0: Man, I, I, love, I that. love that. I love what he said about, I love what you said about like the fans being like, this is not how this character would act. I love that. Because yeah. when you really got fans that really enjoy the work that you create, when you go outside of that, and we've seen that plenty of times in a lot of movies, a lot of television shows, Um, Just a lot. It just even just a lot of comic books where you're like, where the hell did this come from? And like, whoever's writing this, (laughs) you're messing up my it's not even that they're trying something new. It's just like they're taking someone in in a direction that's not even like didn't even lead up to that person even making that decision. It was just trying to get that wow factor. And that's what I think with so many uh, people when they're reading novels or, or reading comics and mangas that they just like, don't do that. So. Appreciate that 100 percent Now, this is another question that's getting a little now. I'm, now I'm starting to get some some uh, a little longer questions. So <laughs> what character while you were creating the story was the one you wanted the readers to be interested in the most? Yeah, that's is good. Yeah, that's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, so you
2: know, as you know, the main character always your, uh fan base worth towards- character but like it's funny that um i felt the fan base really gravitated towards liberty force and like i created i created them like months before the book even dropped it's like (laughs) if you hit the classroom scene where like that starts out with like you know brandon in class and everything going through this whole promotion thing that was actually the book and like i was watching like right before I launched the book and then um, I was watching things on movies and it's just like a guy was just like, you know, if you don't capture your audience within the first five minutes of your movie, you've almost lost them because Mm -hmm. you can't, they can't gravitate to those slower parts. You've already like kind of lost your audience. So I was like, I I need something that's, you know, going to get people at the beginning of the book. I need, you know, some event that's going to, you know, really capture them. And the Divines weren't even supposed to show up until like almost the end of the Protector Saga, like way down, like book 10 or something. But then I started Mm, thinking, and I'm like, what if Agalus starting out for all this? What if that was like the big event that happened? And he's just like, all right. So then I was just like, well, I got to create something to, you know, fight them. And I thought about doing like, you know, the Protector already at the final fight and then him flashbacking on his (laughs) life. But then, that like took away from everything because it's like then it's like you know nothing can happen to the protector or his team up to the final fight so <laughs> yes. it's like you're not going to yeah. worry about anything it, it's going to live to the end you know this so I, I can't surprise you or anything so i'm like okay i don't want to do that that that's not gonna work. <laughs> so i created this team i'm like i love golden age heroes i'm a big fan like i love the jsa and you know, I love like the old school Captain America character. So I was like, I should create like this older kind of team that kind of, you know, is going to come and fight them. So like, not only would you be able to see this battle in the beginning, this great battle, you'd also be able to scale on like the protectors. Gonna, if he ever has to face these things, he's going to have to get this strong just to beat them. So it mm. gave the audience kind of a scale of power that he's going to have to reach to um, even, you know, face this threat eventually or whatever the case may be. So I created this team and, like, I really enjoyed creating it. I loved the outfits, the way they came out. I loved their personalities. I loved everything about it. And then, like, halfway through the story, I'm like, I don't want to do anything bad to these people. But, like, this was already <laughs> scripted to happen. So I had to, like, I had to do it. And I'm just like, and then, like, when I released it, fan base is, completely can't be like all oh, they're the best characters. I can't I had to stop reading right as that page ended. Like I was just so like distraught. I'm like, oh my gosh, what have I done? <laughs> so <laughs> they did a
0: beautiful job. That's what love- you did
2: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so their their love of those characters kind of helped me set up how I'm gonna start every book. Cause like they were like, we want more, but I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I could really solo series later and, you know, do like, and I was like, that's still going to be like after I finished the protector song. So I was like, but I was like, nah, because people are, want the characters now. So I was like, how can I integrate that without, you know, splitting my time? So I figured out a way to do it, but it's because of the fan base that they helped me do that. And um, they'll get a bigger story of Liberty force and more of the protector and everything that they wanted. So it worked out really well. Those are yeah. my, like, as much as I love the main character, <laughs> I love I love that team. So what they represent and like and you'll in book two you'll be even more like wow
1: man they are there. Uh, you know what what it kind of reminded me of this is just a statement the uh, Liberty Force kind of reminded me a bit of like the Justice League or the uh, team from um, what's the movie we watched. Uh, was the movie we watched with with the father and he had the son who was who gained his powers not invincible? It's the live action movie. I can't think of it. Ah, oh, man! They canceled the series. Um, I know what you're talking about. Oh, you talking yeah, about I, Jupiter's I, Legacy? Ju- yeah,
0: Jupiter? yes. It
1: reminded me a bit of that. Like when I when I read that and I'm watching, I'm like, man, they just you know they doing etc. But the people that were getting killed and and sacrificing their lives, it reminded me of watching Jupiter's Legacy. That's what I, the vibe I was getting from it when I was uh, reading it. Man. Look, at Mr.
2: Refine yeah, now Let's I'm years years in Go ahead. Um, Yeah, I'm am a super big fan of Mark Miller. Like, um, I I watched a lot of interviews and a lot of um, you know, theory videos and stuff like that on the work and stuff like that. So it's it, they're definitely influenced um on on them because Mark is an incredible writer and like him and Jeff Johns and Robert Kirkman, all of their work style working is on. Um, it's like a. I decided, like, I wanted the protector to be a linear comic. Like, I I did think about that, like, you know, eventually writing to a point and being like, "Here, you can take it and put your shit on it." But like, oh, I, when I finish it, I kind of want to just end it, and like, that's that's the wrong, baby. It's it takes it does take away from a comic when you constantly have a character just rebooting constantly because it's just mm. like it does You can have an amazing run, but like. It doesn't matter when the next writer comes up and it's not that good for, like, 10 years and somebody else <laughs> picks it up and it's finally good. So it came away from it, you know? Like, it, it, like Green Lantern's, like, the big one for me. Like, I say, like, he wasn't that popular until Jeff Johns picked him up. And then, like, Robert Venditti went, like, right after that and did an amazing job. But, like, Grant Morrison came along, who's an incredible writer, you know? But I just didn't, I just couldn't feel his Green Lantern that he was writing. And not just <laughs>
0: No, nah, I so, it. it's, so. nah, see. Nah, that's a, that's a good point. Look at Mr. Refine. He on, he he all, on all all cylinders today, man. Like again, we both really enjoyed the the, the book part 1, so I can definitely I tell
1: definitely
0: you, Yeah, definitely got some good questions on here. So, I'm going to jump to the next question. Um what life journey do you want Brandon to t- uh I should have said to I said to take through the story. Yeah, to take through the story. Like what 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 is it that you want us as the readers, and, and Brandon as character, to really go through with this journey of uh, the Protector Saga?
2: Um, kind of just you know the journey that we're all taking, you know, trying to figure who we are out, you know, like because I feel like besides the superhero aspect and the things his his end goal is to face Zaspier. right? Now. But like, mm. there's more to his life so much and, and there's more to all of our lives regardless of what we're doing. So the superhero aspect is great and like that is gonna be great to write. It's gonna be fantastical. But I feel like what most people relate to are just like the regular stuff. Like is he gonna finish college? What's he gonna do after college? Is he gonna, you know, get married, kids and stuff like that. Like the 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 normal progression of his life, you know, the person he ends up growing into, will he become somebody he feels is like worthy of you know, his parents, you know, the legacy they left behind him. And then the the bigger thing is, like, he has so much else on his shoulders. Like, he's trying to represent an entire country. At the same time, he's trying to, you know, redeem island the people and the, you know, islanders in in general and and make a change in the world, the view of them and stuff like that. So he's an 18-year-old kid who has, like, a lot on his shoulders. But at the same time, he's just trying to be a kid. He's just trying to live, you know a normal life at the same time with all this fantasticalness and all the responsibility he feels upon him. And you, and I, and book two, like I'm writing it now. I'm like 236 pages into, or yeah, 226 pages into book two. And it's just, it's amazing to, even for me as the writer to see like, as my writing develops and the character develops, all the path that it's taken. Like Eventually, Brandon will just be an older person and, and be able to look back on his life and see where he started and you know, see how much he's grown since then. So I just want him, my goal is for the audience to grow with him. It would be great to me to see a 10-year-old kid read The Protector Saga or you know anybody in their age and sit down and maybe pass that along to somebody else who's younger than them and be like, I remember when he was a kid. I was a kid reading The Protector he has kids now. I have kids now. Hmm. It's that type of progression to, to people to be able to see and, you know, share with their own families and share the journey and everything. Like that. So it, it it that type of stuff is what builds that type of nostalgia, you know, that you're able to look back. I feel like it's, it's stuff like that, like um, like invincible when I was reading, which is like one of my all time favorite comic series. Like, um, but I, I found out about it. Like I think a year and a half ago when I started reading it and the progression of that character So what he is at the end of the book is completely different than what he was at the beginning of the book. So it was great to go on that journey, you know, with the character. It's the same thing with, like, anime. Like, I feel characters in anime do that very well. You know, like, Naruto and stuff like that. Like, they they (laughs) age the character. And, like, you feel bad that, like, you've been watching a character for, like, 10 years because it took you that long. But at the same time, when that payoff comes, like, when they meet the goal or they have a family, like, man, I was... I was ten when I watched that, and I'm like twenty five <laughs> now. You know, like feel that, you know, like that that builds a sense of nostalgia for you that you've been watching something wrong. like like one piece is crazy long. That's <laughs> insane that I've been watching. <laughs> it feels like that. I feel that's like the truth. <laughs> that's what, to a great deal, because they just keep starting them over. Like Superman has started over like three times in five, like ten years. You know, that's like. A lot, you know, he's going back and forth. I think so that's what I feel a lot of comics, lots of people Man, yeah.
0: <laughs> I agree. Because I've been I've been I remember one piece came out on uh, the WB, all right, and I was watching it, I was like, man, I don't know what the hell's going yeah, on. Five, five.
2: Five, yeah,
0: Fuck yeah. Rap? <laughs> yes. And then I was like, no, I'm good. Then I started reading the manga and I put it down like now I'm good. And now I'm like we're talking about I don't know how many years it's, it's I mean, hundreds of mangas and it's crazy. So <laughs> I look forward to the Protector saga or just the work that you're doing moving forward, something like that, because I think that slow burn is something that a lot of creators are starting to understand is like, yeah, you I know paying the bills is rough. I know doing the nine to five and being a creator or uh, going out to all the cons and and, and really promoting your story. At the same time, that slow burn is what is the longevity that a lot of entertainers or just a lot of people in general with careers talk about that. Uh, people seem to miss because of the way social media is like, man, bam, bam, just hitting you constantly of like, you got to be here. You got to be here. So I love the fact uh, that you mentioned those uh, Naruto and and One Piece, because especially One Piece. I mean, One Piece is like just slapping everybody in the face like that is. We're talking years upon years upon years, and it's still going. We're not even nowhere near <laughs> the the end. Like that's how crazy that is. So, man, that's that's what's up. Um. So another question I had is, uh, will readers get a better understanding of the life of uh, that Charles and Zabi live? Because I think that that you hit on that in the book uh, with their interaction, but they just really, I think it just needs. I, I want more as a reader because I really want to understand. The, the decisions that they made and why they made it. And then also just who they were prior to it.
2: Yeah, um, definitely. Um, originally I wrote out the entire, um, the entire uh, scene for that. Like I, that was going to be something like a little prequel book. And I think it was like, it's going to be like half the size of it, but it was, um, I, I detailed it all pretty out, but I, Same in the same way I thought about Liberty Forces. I was like, "There's a lot of scope to it. There's a lot of moving parts, and there's a lot of different viewpoints to it that I want to make sure come across that I didn't think I would be able to get in, um, like one condensed volume. You know, writing the entire thing. So I unless it was going to be like a thousand pages or something like that. So. I wanted to um, put more of that in there, but I do plan on going back and doing like a complete like synopsis of like Charles and Zasby, like from birth to ending of like mm. their whole like relationship. Because like, I had somebody, I had a lot of people um, just like when I was initially doing this reading um that part of it. And they were just like, yeah, just start out with that. Like that's, that's <laughs> so
1: interesting
2: go there. Like I was like, yeah, I know it's like, so, but like at the same time I was like, I would have been, going so long before you even got to Brandon. Like that that part of the relationship would have been so long. So I was like, I'm just gonna build to that, build on that. Like everything in the Protector Soccer world is gonna be building on things from the past as well as moving the story and the overall world forward. So yeah, you're gonna get a lot more into Zasmi and Charles because like I feel like they're they're so similar, but at the same time um just opposing figures to each other. They're mm-hmm. they're constantly and like, there's a, part in, there's a part in there that like, um, when Brandon even finds out that they were friends, that like, that uh, Zaspie was the one who gave Charles the name, the protector. You know, mm-hmm. like there's it. Like he's, he can't, he can't even really wrap his mind around it. Like you know, he's having to face this evil person and like having to take him down. And it was somebody who Charles had to go all out on and and face with everything he had and ended up trapping him. But he has to understand the emotion behind that. Like Charles made a decision instead of killing him to just trap him, hoping that in time that he would kind of learn the errors of his ways or, you know, learn that there was a different way. But you'll find out much later, like, what that ends up actually doing to him. But at the same time, Charles is, um, he's like one of my favorite characters. Um, he's definitely inspired by, like, Bob Marley and, like, um, different mm. Ross People like that because I've if you've ever spent any real time around them and like just listen to them tell stories and just um just the energy they admit, it's just it's infectious it's something that just makes you like instantly feel better like time will fly you will start hearing a story at one o'clock and before the end of the story you're it's like it's like eight o'clock at night and you don't even know where the time went because they're so involved in their presence and the story and everything about it and that's what Charles. is is Charles is somebody who just by people being around him, they feel they can do better. And um, Brandon is almost in that same aspect, but like a modern day take on that. And you'll get some of that more as um, more of his team gets um, in line with him and more of the people get around him and people um, start gravitating towards him. They're able to see kind of that light in Brandon. Um, But Charles was a great character and he's inspired by my uncle, who is an amazing person himself? Um, Omar, Omar is inspired by my um my, one of my friends as well, but Charles is a character, and I, I love I love what he represents. Um, and Sasby is kind of juxtapose of um just that other side because like I I felt like um with every good there is bad, but at the same time bad is not so clear cut anymore when people see the actions that they're because like they say like every villain thinks of a hero in their own story, so. Zaspi just kind of takes things to the point of where he thinks things are heading, and to the point of um, you can't always just do things and just hope things work out. Sometimes you have to take more of a active role in the shaping of things and if you sit back things will just be lost. Um, in this, there's an, in the story of in the beginning it's just like it really it hurt Zaspi more to the fact that what he could possibly lose Everything was so important to him, and there there was something in the world that could take it all away. So he became more active in protecting what was important to him than sitting back and just thinking things would be okay. And that's the the forces that him and Charles are kind of doing, is Charles doesn't want to you know force the world to do anything. He wants things to just you know work its way out, and for him to be there as a protector. But he doesn't want to try to force his you know mindset on anybody and understands that there's always going to be people out there that don't share your views that don't share you know what you think is important he understands that so he he has to take that more forceful route and when i do when i do go write that part of the book you'll see like you'll start out you'll see his progression more so into the the character that you've seen at uh, the end of the battle see so if it's with him and charles him Into that thing, so it's not just like a full turn, like he was just evil the whole time, or you know, it's a quick. Turn. It's a big it's a slow burn with him in his man You'll always see there's a difference between him and Charles. There's always a competitive nature, and um, and it's it's more of a competitive nature to like they always keep trying to push themselves. I feel Charles is just more. He's more relaxed with just finishing, and Daffy has to be first
1: every mm. time. <laughs>
2: Ever just he can just participate. He has to win and he has to and everybody needs to know that they couldn't beat him. So it's mm. a sense of pride, which is something that we as a people like we have, we are super prideful in our like country and in, like what we represent and everything like that. But at the same time, we're also there's also the same relaxedness that that we don't we don't get wrapped up in a lot of the, the minute that everybody pushes that pushes that pride to the point to where it's empty. I feel that's where the master lost his way he got to the point where it became envious of the people that he thought were better than him so mm-hmm. that's where he falling i'm mm-hmm. gonna mm-hmm. say
1: man. it is too i um mm-hmm. out of out of all the characters on there i'm actually drawn a lot to charles so i want to see more about his story something about him s- stands out to me so i can't wait to read more about him i'm hoping he's in um side the, the saga two part two because he is the guy that stands out to me, just the way that you described him, the way that he had a natural leading ability. And even, you know, I don't know how far he went back when him and Omar and Brandon first went there. I don't know how far back that was when they were in Africa, but just that whole storyline drew me Mm. into him. So excellent job on that. Definitely.
0: Definitely.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs)
0: Uh, so I'm going again, I'm just keep these questions going, man. Cause I know we got to get you out here on time, brother. I understand working at nine to five. Um, so this one, I was just thinking while we were talking. Oh, say again, I can't hear you.
2: Did you hear me? Oh, that's good. Cause like once we started, it's pretty much well, like I can over something.
0: Yeah. Okay. Got you. Yeah. I just, I think I got a delay on mine. Uh, that's why sometimes I hear you. And then I'm like, wait, did I? am I talking? He's talking. Okay. Got it. Um, Will Brandon's parents and Omar's interaction (laughs) be explored in the saga? Because I think that is something that, again, uh, no spoiler alerts, because I'm trying. I know both of y'all have been giving a bunch of spoilers. I just (laughs) want to let both of y'all know. But I'm trying my best not to spoil this. Uh, But that interaction that they have and why that interaction is important. And then just leading up to that, I really wanted to know if that's going to be explored, too, in, in the saga.
2: Okay, so it's funny you say that (laughs) because that's actually what I'm writing right now is winning. Is this part you'll get your? It's you're getting um more of uh Brandon's father's backstory. Um, Mm. you know him prior to it took place. Um, more of his like the family and what was going on. It's going to play a big role in the final part of the book, which is what I'm writing now. Um. So it's it's gonna be, and then Omar and there's a there's a scene that I, I worked on here recently. Is it's really I I felt it was really cool because it touched on a lot. Because um, it's uh, Omar actually met Brandon's um father when he was younger, like when he was probably around, like I said, like ten or something like that. So he he tells him that he's actually one of the only. Versions of Charles' descendant that he actually interacted with directly um, for a, a sufficient amount of time, but at the time, like um, he kind of had to separate himself because he didn't want to directly influence the the thinking process of any of Charles's descendants. He wanted them mm. to be their own people, mm. their own their own man in the world. Because mm. at the at one point. Like he's thinking, he never wanted to have anything to do with them. Not because he wanted to stay away or anything, but because he did. He never. He felt like by preparing them, it was almost guaranteeing Zaspi's return. So at the mm-hmm. same time, this was a this is something he never wanted to actually have to happen. He wanted them to live their own lives and you know go about life as it is. But he actually, for some reason in him, he just wanted to, you know be around brandon's father so the two of them are a lot closer than probably most of charles's descendants mm-hmm. so you'll get into that later and um but yeah brandon's brandon's uh family will actually be more explored in um in this book um and it, it's it's gonna be like it's probably gonna be the best part i'm gonna write because like <laughs> it has it just has so much this is like it's like a lot of jamaican culture here it's um the Maroon people, who are people who live up in the mountains, they escaped mm. during um these slavery times. Mm. They um ended up fighting the Spanish, and um they were so like they knew the territory. They knew they grew to the territory so well that they beat them. Um, they actually had the the Spanish and them had actually had to surrender because they couldn't. They couldn't fight them on their terrain. They couldn't. Mm. They couldn't. They're they're so used to that file marching and everything like that, but trying to fight that in the jungle with a kind of like a who who gorilla, land,
1: land, if you don't mean me in, interrupting.
2: Like that part is, is going to be, it's going to be incredible for me to write. Cause it's, it, I'm going to put so much uh, of the real world lore on top of like my own fantastical lore and like why mm. they were so good at, why they were such these prominent warriors and everything like that so it's it's great and I also love doing the research the research on it helps me learn more about my own people and everything like that so it's gonna be really good and and when you get to that part of the book it, it's just it's gonna be nonstop. it's gonna be amazing and every time i keep like you know i'm driving or whatever i'm just like oh i should add this in there this is gonna be a part <laughs> like, i want to really show that like fighting prowess like Y'all thought the Wakanda fight was amazing. <laughs> it going to be nuts.
1: <laughs> you got, all right, so you got some big awesome. shoes to feel of you talking like that. I can't wait to hear about this. <laughs> you know
0: what I'm saying, man? he, 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 yeah, putting, he, he putting the hype on it. so we're going to ride the hype train and make yeah. sure it's, it's, it's fire. Uh, yeah. So I love it. No, the NH. Oh. Go ahead. <laughs> Now that's the and that's the thing that I enjoy too is because like then as like you get excited about it and then people are like all right this is what I expect and it's like now now you got a little Z- uh, zazby in you and you like all right now I got to let everybody know what's up matter of fact you know before I move on zazby Z- zazby is actually yeah. the character that I that I enjoy the most even though he didn't get that <laughs> he only got a little bit of shine you know because. Yeah because i'm you know I'm, I'm just i just like not you know not the to the extreme but i i still know that there's more to Zazby. and and a lot of times villains are just they're just more you, they're just more complex and they just they just have a unique uh aspect to them to like the point that you, you uh, that you mentioned before every every villain is a hero in their own story or every villain started off as a hero and then went uh, down a different path, so I'm I'm definitely looking forward
1: to that. I think you you draw more off that influence of Killmonger. That's why you sitting there. <laughs> That's love right. right. You, already that know, you already know, man. yeah. I already know. I already. <laughs> you know. already know, man. I love it. I was <laughs> like, yeah, don't
0: don't, throw, don't lock me in the cage. Just be, yeah. throw me in the water with my ancestors who didn't want it. Oh man, let me not. Start. I get it. I get it. I, <laughs> I
1: respect it. I respect it.
0: You already know I feel that. But anyway, let me move on. So my one of my next uh and this is the last couple of questions, but this one right here, I just thought about this. Well, Robert gets some shine in the story, man. And if and Robert, you know, that's not even really a spoiler alert. Robert is the costume, he creates all the damn costumes for the heroes. The man need, the man needs some shine. All right. I, I need to know. Well, Robert get some shine.
2: Um, oh yeah, dude, he's he's so much in this second part, man. Like you don't you already wanna know. Like it, it's it's a lot actually. Um because he's it's hard to say it without like um giving up. Um yeah, he's gonna he's gonna him and his son and um you're gonna find more about impact. Um you're gonna find out what happened um after, like with um with his life and everything like that. Like I do like this one is like there's there's a lot of protector in it but at the same time like i think like the first the first major part of it doesn't have anything to do with the protector it's it's all about um it's all about impact and like Mm. you know what um his journey it's it's his it's the first time he met liberty force it's um what he's doing now um with his family um the events that proceed um after that um what'll happen what his relationship um, ended up happening with um, him and Robert. Like it's um, it's it's it dives into all of that. So you're going to get you like it. The first the first opening scene is crazy because like it was it a was Liberty Force scene and it was like their first official meeting um, as a team together. Um, deciding that, you know, the work together for the first time and the first time they met, you know, met you know, um, impact. So like, it's, it's all incredible. I, it was like one, of, it's one of my favorite scenes that I wrote so far, but, um, I can't, I can't wait to get to the ending scene, but, um, yeah, you're Robert's, Robert will be a lot. I, I feel like even with him, it's, um, even though he's just, um, he's just there, you know, like he's helping out and he's, he's doing what he can, but at the same time I feel that the journey with him and his son is going to be really important you'll see the person he is cuz like most of the time when people write characters like that they they're just they're always the evil businessman or whatever the case may be or, or whatever the case but it's like i wanted somebody who's actually who's trying to do something good um but just kind of got caught up in the mix and i feel like that's the story for everybody cuz sometimes people just make the wrong decisions you know and yeah. you you eventually realize it and you're trying to um you're trying to fix it you're trying to you know come back from that and there's a lot of people who won't give you that chance. There are a lot of people are like, "No, you did this, and this is all always what you be." But you sometimes you just have to rise above that. You have to, and you'll see his journey as well, like him trying to make these steps and the things that he you do. You'll find out a lot about what happened. It's it's going to be a lot of um, opening stuff from the first book, but it's going to set up a lot of stuff for uh, book
1: three as well when that comes out. Nice, mm, good, nice. To know. When are you actually releasing um, book two and book three or book two? Cause you said you're still writing it right now. Cause I definitely want to jump on that ASAP. As soon as you drop it. I'm
2: hoping um, to release about the book same time I did um, this last one. So I'm thinking like next February, but I'm hoping okay. to be finished with it. This year ends. Cause like um, I got a new computer and everything. So I'm typing a lot faster and everything. So, and then I, I promised people 300 pages, but it might be a little bit more. And I'm also planning on probably reintroducing part one in with part two. So it'll be like 400 pages. And I have a different artist working on like a similar cover that I did, but just like in this style. So I might release it with like that on the release with that cover. I'm going to add pictures of the characters and concept part in it and stuff like that. So like, you know, you get a better view of things and hopefully I can release it as a hardback too. So like I'll have that as well. So it's going to be like a really bi- a bigger product. So like if you didn't buy part one, you're gonna get part one in this one as well as part two. And if you bought part one, you also did again, but with a little bit of uh, revisements in it. And but nothing changed, nothing big, t- no big changes to the story or anything like that. Like just small little. Effort, but you'll get like a bigger synopsis of this whole thing like that, plus the artwork.
0: And that leads us to a segue question. The last question that I'm gonna ask is what will the Protective saga part 2 bring to the reader and i'm going to take it away
2: <laughs> for me it's going to it's going to deep dive more into the lives of the characters i got i feel like since it's a, such a, a bigger project cuz um part 1 17 pages and this one is going to be close to 350, to get more um a, a deep dive into the world of the Protective saga the different characters there's much more characters in this one like as far as, like, right now, like, major characters, I introduced, like, probably, like, six or seven different new characters um, and went so much more into the lives of what they're doing. It's going to be fast-paced. It's constant up with it all over the world. I go from Jamaica to back to New York to um, Barbados to just all over traveling, you know, so many different mm. locations and everything like that a lot in the, I swore in the Island Kings. That was another thing Like, there's You get to meet one of them and like see um, what the islands actually look, what his island actually looks like now, at, you know, after the war and everything like that and mm. what he's been doing for his people and stuff like that. So you get to really see that. And even Brandon's surprised when he goes there because he, you know, he had one opinion about things and what he expected to go there, but he's stauntly surprised when he had, even the mentality of the Island King. So like, because he asks him, there's a part where he asks him, he's just like, you know, like, what drove you to, like, you know, take the action to do? And he gives him a response that Brandon almost doesn't know how to come back from because he almost feels the same way. But at the same time, he does able to, you know, give something that, you know, he you know, feels uh, worth it for it. So I feel that you're going to get a bigger um, uh, dive into guys it it Um Me personally, I can't wait for the comic book to be done. That That's my, like, big... Um, thing right now is um I can't wait for that to be that
1: project. Nice,
0: you know. nice. Yeah, I definitely, I didn't mention that, uh, but let me close this out so the people on the a replay won't be like, we're still talking about the same thing? Uh, I definitely don't want uh, to, to forget about the Island Kings. I, I love the fact, and I didn't mention it, <clears throat> but to end off the show, I love how Shroud and Brandon's interaction was. I love how he gave him a realization Of what it is when it comes to people. And then also Brandon got a realization from the people he thought he was protecting and Mm. their and their understanding, because, again, he just didn't understand that you have powers. (laughs) So you can we're talking everyday people versus a person that has powers and that sacrifice that a lot of us, um, since we're talking about uh, black folks or the diaspora a lot of the sacrifice that our ancestors made were, were not, they weren't superpower people. They were just people who were like, Hey, we're going to do this, but they laid down their lives. And when, and when you have children and things of that nature, you think differently. Um, so I, I can, comple- I completely love that aspect. I didn't dive into it too much, but there's just so much to the story as you read it, just on part one, that yeah, part two, I'm looking forward to it and, and loving the fact that you want to bring in, the perspective of the, the island kings, and really not that, uh, again, back to you, what you mentioned earlier this um a persona of a person or a group of people without really talking to them. And that's and that's something that's gone on just throughout human history, going on right now, uh, within uh, with the United States and Afghanistan, going on with black people in the United States, black people around the world, and col- uh, cl- colonization and how that affected us, all these things. So that I'm looking forward to 100 percent Um, but before we get off of here, because we already hit up the hour mark, is there any I mean, not, is there anything? Definitely tell everybody where they can find you. Uh we know you can get the book off of Amazon. Mr. Refine, can you hold up the book, please? Because I definitely didn't like, I man, couldn't find the it. damn book. <laughs> <laughs> Bam, there we go. <laughs> uh, get off of Amazon. But yeah. let everybody know where else they can reach you and then that comic book when that's coming out, and I'll, you know, I'll leave the floor to you before we get off of here.
2: Um, you can reach me at Grab ben- Grab on Instagram and Twitter and um am Brandon Grant on Facebook. Um yes you can get the book on Amazon. I greatly appreciate all y'all support. Um I also have another account on the Protector Saga 01 which is like a more of a backup account. I was just dealing with some issues so I created that for that. But yeah you can uh, main thing is um you can grab the book off of Amazon and also send me a message as well. I, I love I love talking to my fans. I feel it's the most people like they'll not think it's really me like they like they don't think there's <laughs> reason a lot of people, like, once they get doing what they do, that people stop talking to people, but I love talking to my fans. I love giving them advice or, you know, well wishes. I get a lot of amazing messages on Instagram. and appreciate everything. Um, the comic book is in development. I don't give any release date on it because, you know, my artist, is he's absolutely incredible. Um, Carlos Barbary. he's working on Spawn right now, and he's also, you know, doing other stuff too, plus his independence stuff that he's, um, well, so I'm lucky to have him. I'm lucky to have my entire team. Um, Walden Wong is an incredible anchor. He's worked in Marvel DC and everything. So he's amazing. Um, my colorist thing, you know, um, they, my whole team is, is, you know, it's, it's really mind blowing to me that they are my team that I can even say that, you know, like because of <laughs> the credit have to their name like I really I say I've said this before but I, I'll say it like a thousand times I really didn't think this level of people would ever be on my project until like way later on in my career until Texas was way more than I needed it to be so to have the first issue done by these incredible people it's 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 a truly a dream come true like the first page he sent back to me I couldn't believe it. Like I was just like, "Why are you putting so much detail? Like this is this is beyond the work that you do for, you know, Marvel and DC." Like, because like I love his work. His work's incredible. I was a big fan when he was on Green Lantern. So like, mm-hmm. but I saw what he sent me, and I'm just like, the level of detail in these buildings and the facial expressions and everything. Like so, like when he first sent me the first like actual superhero page, like you know, with um, it was like it was Major Hammer. That was the first one he sent me. I was mm. just like, that's Major Hammer, like all day. Like, oh my gosh. Like I couldn't believe like he just got it. You know, he just got with these these characters, um, you know, embodied and what they should look like. And um, it's a funny story. It's like he drew a page on um, like so like the first scene, like where Major Hammer like he's like stops this truck. And I just wrote truck. I didn't write anything specific. And he drew it and it it was a van. And the van was the same van my dad owned, like when I was a kid. Like the exact <laughs> van. and I had never told him this. I'd never had any conversation with him about it. And he drew the exact van. I was like, that's insane. Like, how did you even cause like the van is like it's like a nineteen like seventy-four, you know, van. I was like, why? And, like it that specific van, like that that <laughs> is, it, it takes place in current time. And I'm like, that makes no sense. I'm like, that's crazy. I was just like, like, this is how I knew I had the right person on the project. It's it's somebody who just knew me so well. And like me and him, we have a great relationship. It's crazy. I've never had to like really change any page except there's one page that that he sent me. And um, or was just suggesting because he drew Liberty Force together. But there was like three panels above them. And it was them talking. And I was just like, well, if they're, and they were like running at you in the bottom. And I was just like, well, this is the first time that you're going to see the group of them together. I was like, that should be a splash page. I was like, that's going to be like a poster. <laughs> that's, be, you know, on a shirt. So he's like, oh, yeah, you're definitely right. So he just moved it around and like made mm-hmm. trying to thing of them like, you know, coming at you. So it was really incredible. But um, he also added like, because like when I initially did this, I did like 22 pages. I was like, regular comic. And I was just like, I was like, but I should get fans more. So I was like 25 pages. And he's like, you should have every first appearance of a splash page. He's like, this is the first time these characters are appearing. You know, you got the first appearance of Divine, the Vines, first period of you know, the Major Hammer, Liberty Girl. This should all be, you know, splash pages. I was like, yeah, go ahead. And he's just like, okay, so you just added like four more pages. So I was like, yeah, that's cool. And then like later on, I added even more pages. So I was like, oh, we're up to like 30 pages now. So like mm-hmm. I think the book is now probably be like 35 pages. But it's it's <laughs> just incredible to see his work. But I love I love getting every page he sends like they're just, just so stellar, and I'm I'm so lucky to you know, have them on the project. Mm.
0: And this is there. There you have it. All right, you got to go get one more time. Mr. Refine. Put up the book, please. Put up the book <laughs> so that they know. Put get the novel. get get the Protector Saga, uh, Part One. Uh, uh, Branson, it was a pleasure. Here we go. Yeah, that, yeah, that's just that's a beautiful thing right there. I, I, I look forward to reading Part Two. Uh, Black Nerd Friday community, thank you for joining us again. Again, if yes. you're watching the replay, hit the like button, leave comments, go get the, the man uh, his story. I mean, he, he's a creator. He has some he got an all-star uh, lineup of team members who are working on a comic book, so that just lets you know that they like what he's doing, uh, and everything fits into place once you have that positive energy and you just keep creating the space in the world that you want. So, hey, this has been another episode of Black Nerd Fridays. Can't wait for next week. We're doing Ninja Scroll. Uh, Mister, Ref- one of Mister Refine's favorites is Ninja Scroll, so can't wait to talk about that. But we will Go catch ahead. you next Friday and every Friday after that here on Black Nerd Fridays.
1: We out. Peace. Go get the Peace book. Guys. Go.